Almost Famous with John Shea. Featuring local and independent musicians from the South Shore, Boston, and New England. On 95.9 WATD. Welcome to the Tiny Stage Hour, 95.9 WATD. Introducing you to bands and musicians from across New England. Brought to you each week by Tiny and Sons Glass, my name is John Shea. If you're a local musician with original music you'd like to hear on the radio, reach out. You can find all the contact information on the almost famous page at 95.9WATD.com. Also, give me a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Almost Famous Radio. And subscribe to the podcast. You can find that by searching Almost Famous WATD on your favorite podcast app or by simply going to almostfamousradio.com. Tonight... On the tiny stage, a guest who I've been trying to get on here for a long time. Her name is Charlotte Sands. Good evening. How you doing? I'm so good. How are you? I am great. So for those who might not be familiar with you, give an introduction. My name is Charlotte Sands. I'm actually from Massachusetts and outside of Boston, so this is super exciting for me. But I am a pop rock alt artist, I guess, living in Nashville. And yeah, <laughs> that's the intro. I have to give a huge thank you to Matt Reed from Mix 104.1. He's the one who initially introduced me to you, and I've been a fan ever since. So talk about your early time growing up in Massachusetts. Yeah, I'm actually back here now, which is so exciting for a few days, just visiting my mom. But I love Massachusetts. I mean, I'm so happy that I grew up here. I um, grew up in Hopkinton, Mass, and went to high school there. And yeah, it's like the most beautiful state. It's the only place that has like all the seasons, which I miss so much living in Nashville, but it was a great way to grow up and I'm really grateful for it. That's so cool. And just last month uh, in January, you dropped an EP. Talk to us about that. Yes, I dropped an EP called Love and Other Lies. And it's kind of this collection of songs that I wrote about multiple relationships with mine and stuff that was going on throughout my life. And they ended up just kind of having this one string tying them all together. And it was the fact that about all these different stories about love kind of and the good the bad the ugly all of it so i kind of put them all in this project together this one ep that now has all these different perspectives of a lot of the same situations and just all this growth throughout the last few years that we've all kind of experienced and it's been a really wonderful wonderful thing so in addition to that ep what else is available out there for your music i have a lot of music out right now and hopefully more real soon I put out a few music videos for that music. Keep Me Up All Night is one of the songs on the EP, and I filmed a music video for that across the country and did this like big cinematic thing with two people. So that's on YouTube. There's a lot of videos on YouTube that we've had a lot of fun making, and as well as vlogs for tour and all that kind of stuff. So if you need visuals for the project, they're all there. Speaking of YouTube, share with us where people can find you online, uh, website, social media, anything like that. Yeah, every outlet is at charlotte sands and then website is www.charlottesands.com pretty simple and anywhere you look for me that is exactly what it is charlotte sands awesome let's start off the night with a song what are we playing first from you tonight let's start off with dress that sounds great i love this track charlotte sands (laughs) joining us tonight on the tiny stage 95.9 w-a-t-d oh yeah you're just my type i'm lying when i'm looking away I'm staring up and down, I'm all around, obsessed with your face
Dripping confidence, lose my common sense. Kiss you till I'm sober. I love the way you wear that dress, making everyone upset. Burning that cigarette, boy. Swear to God, I confess, boy. Craving your candy lips, all black fingertips. Look so good, I'm annoyed. Make me wanna get undressed, boy. Love the way you wear that. That's called dress. Charlotte Sands is the guest tonight on the WATD Tiny Stage. Charlotte, talk about that song. How did that one happen? Yeah, it's actually a funny story. I mean, the song really happened because of a conversation I was having with my friend, Damon Reed. He's also one of the writers on the song, and he was having a conversation about how like my type has changed so much since we've known each other and like who I've been interested in. And I used to be interested in people that were overly confident. And now my interest is more people who are confident because they are like the most authentic version of themselves, not because they're trying to like prove themselves in any way. They're just happy with who they are. And that was like this whole shift that happened and like who I was kind of attracted to and even friends and people I wanted in my life. So we started writing this song just about like a different type of person that you can be attracted to and then kind of create a conversation that we don't really see as much in pop music and especially just like how people are described and making it so that a lot of people can feel represented by this song. And also a lot of it was inspired by the Harry Styles Vogue cover. Um, I don't know if you saw that, but there was a lot of controversy about it. And so it was kind of just like perfect timing and creating a discussion about self-expression and it's like always been such like an important topic to me so this song is a cool way to like meeting my personality with my music i guess i love that so cool i want to go back just a bit you talked about making the transition from massachusetts to nashville nashville has always been known as a mecca for country music but it has a really strong pop community as well talk about your transition to nashville what inspired that yeah So when I was growing up in Massachusetts, I was really lucky that my parents put me on to like Bonnie Raitt and Cheryl Crow and Grace Potter and all these like incredible singer songwriter, like women who were like just storytellers, you know, and I remember growing up and I would look at the back of their album covers and so many of them were recorded in Nashville. And I was like, what is this place that all these people are going to? Because I always heard about L.A. and I was like, okay, so the songwriters are going to Nashville. And that was so interesting to me. So I originally moved there like right after high school because the songwriting side of everything was the most interesting to me. And it felt like the most attainable. I was like, I can move there and I just have to get in the room and I can prove that I can do this thing. And it will be, and I'll just keep doing that over and over. And that's where my idols were at the time. So it was definitely a weird transition because it, there was so much country music, especially when I moved there in 2014, there was majority was just country music. But at the same time, it's like those songs and country music and those songwriters that write that music were elite in my mind because they truly just care so much about the quality of the song over everything. And that's always been so important to me. So I loved it. And I, I love being there. Yeah, I think a song starts off as a song, and it's really the production that dictates which genre it fits best in. Yeah, absolutely. So how does the pop community in Nashville coexist with the country community out there? Personally, I think that right now, like country music and pop music are kind of closer than they've ever been together, if that makes any sense. I mean, a lot of country songs right now could be on pop radio, and a lot of pop songs have very similar like melodies and chords to country music that it's not that they're not as different as it felt like it was seven years ago but i think that also like nashville pop really benefits from the songs that the country writers 
are able to write. And I've taken a lot of inspiration and like kind of like wordsmith kind of stuff from country writers and I've benefited from that and then I think country music is benefiting a lot from like the production of more pop production and songs and it's kind of going back and forth and they're both kind of benefiting each other and growing and in different ways and it's really interesting to see and there's a lot of pop writers in country sessions and country writers in pop sessions and it's it's really fun it's a really cool community and everyone's just very supportive and it's exciting. What was the moment in Nashville when you realized this is the place for you that you don't want to leave? That's a great question. I honestly think that I loved Nashville so much because every like I would randomly go to a bar and if my parents are listening, it was after I was 21, um, <laughs> of course. but I would randomly go to a bar and just sit down or go with my friends. And all of a sudden a random person would get up and play a song and listen, they would play like live like you were dying by Tim McGraw. And then I would be like, Oh cool. It's like a cover band. And then they would play the song and they'd be like, Oh yeah, I wrote that song. And that would happen constantly. Like anywhere you went, there would be somebody playing a song that you'd be like, Oh, they're covering Rascal Flats or any of these like legendary songs. And at the end of the set, they'd be like, yeah, these are all songs that I've written. And I was just like blown away by that. And I was like, these are the most normal, unassuming people that are just like coming by to have like a beer after work and like all this stuff. And they've written these songs that like raised me and like my like I've listened to my entire life and nobody's running up to them. It's not like the celebrity. They're just like these normal people who like love music and love writing and it was just like such an insane experience for me. And I was like, this is where I want to be. Like, I want to be around this kind of like magic all the time. And it was just really cool. Let's do more of your songs. What do you want to play next? All right. Um, let's do Keep Me Up All Night. It's one of all my right. favorites. This is one of my favorites, too. Charlotte Sands <laughs> on the Tiny Stage, 95.9 WATD.
track of my summer Do you know you're unlike any other You keep me up all night Charlotte Sands on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. That's called Keep Me Up All Night. Charlotte, talk about that song. How did that happen? That song was honestly one of my favorites. I was nervous to release it because it was definitely more of like a ballady vibe than I had previously released. I felt like most of my songs were very high energy, very like angsty. And this one was very emotional and kind of sentimental in a lot of ways. And I was nervous to release it. I was nervous people wouldn't really care as much about it. And then I played it live. I was on a set, the Sad Summer tour and actually played at Wor- in Worcester and with like All Time Low in the main and all these really incredible bands. And that song just like went over so well live and it just really resonated with the audience. And everybody was like, where can I find this song? Where can I find this song? And I was like, oh no, it's not out yet. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and so we played that song for the rest of that tour just for fun and ended up releasing it just because of the response we got of us playing it live. And that's how I usually judge every song that I release is how well it feels live because I want it to translate. And that's like what's most important to me is like the performance and the live aspect of the music. But yeah. And so once that one like started going over so well live, I was like, we have to release this. I want to be able to play this every single night. So we did. And it's been it's like been a wonderful response. I'm like so, so grateful for that. How do you feel your songwriting has evolved from your teenage years here in Massachusetts to your eventual move to Nashville? Oh, so much. (laughs) I hope you never find the old songs of mine. Um, (laughs) It's so interesting. I hear songs of mine that I wrote with my dad when I was like 16. And sometimes I'll literally be like, I'm actually like shocked that I was only 16. Because I listened to so much like Sheryl Crow and these women who were writing like pretty intense stories and it wasn't like bubblegum lyrics you know it was very like a lot of them were very dark and very heavy and so I was kind of trying to mimic that as like a teenager so it is so funny to go back to those songs and be like wow I was writing some pretty weird stuff but it's cool to know that like I've kind of always been that way I'm definitely I understand what needs to happen in like the progression of a song like I want to get excited when a certain part happens and I'm standing on stage and singing it. And I started writing for that instead of just writing a song that's going to be released online. I I now write for the show and I'm like, what do I want to happen at this part when I'm looking out to the audience? And I've already sang the chorus two times. How can I make this more interesting? Like, what could I put here? What melody? And I kind of like create it as if it's like an entire movie and then like the climax and then the resolution and all that kind of stuff is like really important to me now in that process. So that's definitely something I've learned and I wasn't great at <laughs> before. I'm glad to you mentioned Cheryl Crow and Bonnie Raitt. Back yeah. in the, the 70s, 80s, 90s, even into the early 2000s, 
a female musician who wrote her own music, played her own instrument, and did her own production was almost a novelty back then. Today, it's very normal for that to happen. How do you think the evolution of women taking control of music has has influenced your life? Oh, entirely. I mean, I really don't know if I would even be doing this if I like hadn't listened to Bonnie Raitt, honestly. Like I was so inspired by her power and just she just claimed the attention and claimed the audience's focus and all this stuff. And I was always just like, wow, I wanna be able to do that. And also I think that obviously I'm so grateful that there is so much change that has happened. There are so many women in music and in positions of power in the industry and there has been so much change since I even started being in the industry. I mean, I don't remember ever having a meeting with a female executive for like the first five years of my career, which is wild. But now I feel like that's changed a lot. The majority of the people on my team are women and they definitely were trailblazers and created an environment where people were like, oh, that is possible and we can do that. And this isn't just like a pipe dream. It was something that they were showing us was proof of something happening and this kind of revolution of the music industry and these incredibly powerful artists and writers and musicians. And so, yeah, they definitely created a space where we could follow and thrive. That is Charlotte Sands, our guest tonight on the WATD Tiny Stage. We are up against our first break of the night. We have more songs to share, more to talk about, too, with Charlotte Sands. Stay tuned. 95.9 WATD. And now, back to Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. Welcome back to the Almost Famous Tiny Stage, 95.9 WATD. Introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England. Brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. I'm John Shea. Tonight, we're being joined virtually by Charlotte Sands. How you doing? I'm so good. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to have you here. So give another introduction, if you would. Yeah, my name is Charlotte Sands. I currently live in Nashville, Tennessee, and I am a songwriter and a pop rock alternative artist. I never know how to explain that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm so stoked to be here. I grew up in Massachusetts, so this is an honor for me. Oh, it's, it's my honor to have you here. I, I, I'm a big fan of your music, <laughs> and I have been for a number of years. So Thank share with so us much. again your website, social media links, anything like that where people can track you down. Sure. All social media is at Charlotte Sands, and then my website is www.charlottesands.com. And every single, every platform is just Charlotte Sands. Awesome. And an EP that just came out last month. Yes. um, My EP, Love and Other Lies, just came out and has a bunch of songs on it that I love. And I'm very excited to be out in the world. So I hope you enjoy them. Fingers crossed. And the big news, too, is that you've recently been announced as part of the lineup of Boston Calling. That's exciting. Yeah, that was a huge, huge moment for me. I've always wanted to be a part of that festival and... It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really glad that a lot of my high school friends and my family are going to be able to make it. Well, let's do more music and then we'll talk some more. What's next on your list tonight? Let's play Love and Other Lies. This song starts off with a voicemail. Talk about that, if you would, before we hear the song. Yeah, that voicemail is actually my mom. It's a voicemail she left me. It was right after I found out that Bonnaroo Music Festival was canceled. And that was kind of the one thing I was really looking forward to all throughout COVID. I was like, okay, this one thing sucks, but at least we're going to be able to play Bonnaroo. At least I'm going to be able to do this thing and look forward to that. And 
So that festival actually got canceled three days before, after we had rehearsed and prepared and all this kind of stuff. And my sister was flying in and all this stuff. And it got canceled due to weather, which was like just so upsetting. (laughs) If with everything that could possibly have happened, it was weather. And I was just obviously crushed about it and felt really hopeless. And my mom left me a voicemail just kind of telling me to keep my head up and I would have it on my phone and listen to it. And so I decided to put it here at the beginning of the song, just in case anybody ever needs a little mother's help and advice because I'm lucky enough to have that. So now it's available for everyone. Awesome. Give us the song name again, if you would. Yeah, this is Love and Other Lies. 95.9 WATD. Do you remember when I told you that don't worry about when a door closes because a better one is going to open? You remember that? All right. Call me again sometime. Bye. I love you. When I was younger, my father and mother would come in and kiss me goodnight. Dreaming in colors, sunburns in summer, someday swore I'd learn to fly. I was stupid, grew up too quick Now these colors are confusing And my parents packed their things and said goodbye Love and other lies I tell myself to sleep at night Love and other lies They sing to me like lullabies Don't know the music but I'm playing along We're only human, we're all singing the same song La 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 love and other lies Met him at 16 Foolish and naive I fell fast and gave everything was stupid, grew up too quick Now we're strangers, how confusing And my parents said it wasn't meant to be Love and other lies I tell myself to sleep at night Love and other lies They sing to me like lullabies
Love and Other Lies. Charlotte Sands joining us tonight on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. So we've talked about the voicemail that leads into that song. Talk about the song itself. How did that happen? Yeah, so actually that song happened because I had the entire EP of all the other songs and I hadn't named it yet. And this song hadn't existed yet, but I remember being on my computer and I had to turn in the title for the EP by the end of that week. And I was so stressed out about it. I had never had to name an EP or like a project before, which felt like so much pressure. Trying to figure out something that defined all of these individual songs was just really difficult for me. And I remember it was so strange. I was staring at my computer and I was like in my notes, just typing random stuff. And then I just wrote down Love and Other Lies. And at first I was like, did I, is that a movie that I watched last night? Like, where did this come from? I, I honestly thought I like plagiarized it. <laughs> and so I was like Googling it and I was like, I don't know where I got that from. That's so weird. And so I decided to name the EP that, but then I loved the name of it so much that I was like, okay, but now I kind of want to write a song about what I feel like that means to me. And I've kind of like figured out most of the chorus that day on guitar. And then I texted my friends, Aaron Gillespie and Dane and Reed, and we got together a few days later and just wrote the song. And it was like a really wonderful experience. We sat outside on a porch and with one guitar and just wrote the entire thing and just had a really wonderful time. So I'm really glad you mentioned the Ward Chorus because over the last year or so, some in the media have dubbed the year 2021 as the year that killed the chorus. How important is a strong chorus or a strong hook in your writing, in your music? That's kind of everything. I mean, I genuinely do feel like the chorus is the, the moment, you know, it's, it's everything is leading up to that. And obviously, verses and pre-choruses have to be good because you want to support the chorus. But it's the most exciting part for me to write. I love melodies. I love coming up with different melodies. And so... I love the fact that the chorus is like the most dramatic part and everything is just kind of pointing towards that. And also like live, I feel like it's always just like this ramp and you're just like going up this ramp and then you finally get to the top and then you have to go back down and kind of create this tension and then build this tension back up. And it it feels like just like this really cool process. And I love like experimenting with that kind of stuff. Where do you think pop music is heading in the next five to 10 years? That's a great question. I will be honest, I am like the worst with trends. I feel like I'm always the person who's like, no, no one would ever listen to this. And then two years later, like the number one song is exactly what I was referring to. But I think that kind of music is a circle. I think it changes, but it always kind of comes back to a simple song. And I think it will get really big and crazy production and EDM and super loud, big stuff. But I do believe that it kind of always circles back to like a simple song and then it kind of rotates out again. And I think that people, no matter how different and how much music changes over the next few years, I think that people want honesty and I think people want like transparency and they want to feel connected to an artist and they want to be able to like know how that person is feeling and they want to know the behind the scenes of that song and why it was created so I think that genre is kind of disappearing a little bit and which I I personally kind of like I've always struggled with as you can tell as I've tried to explain it multiple times and can't even explain my own genre I've always struggled with feeling like you have to stay in one box and only do that thing when I love to experiment with sounds and genres and all of that. And I also grew up on so many different types of music. 
So that's kind of exciting for me a little bit. The artist is kind of the genre now, which I really love. I love that too. Let's hear some more from you. What are we listening to next? Great question. What about Want You Like That? Love it. Let's do it. Charlotte Sands, 95.9 WATD, our guest tonight on The Tiny Stage. I think I talk about you every time you walk out the door. I told my mom about you, damn, I've never done that before. I'd break his heart and make some art and then he'd call me a horrible person. But now I'm thinking about you every time that I'm waking up. I wrap my arms around you even then you're not close enough. You're on my tongue, you're in my lungs, you call me yours and it sucks cause it's working. I brace for the damage, you're perfect, I panic. So happy, it's tragic. Yeah, I want you like that. Charlotte Sands, 95.9 WATD, our guest tonight on the Tiny Stage. That's a track called Want You Like That. Talk about that song, Charlotte. How did that one happen? Yeah, that song is honestly like the only really love song I feel like I've (laughs) written. So it was definitely a different energy than a lot of the other songs and a different feeling. But it was written right after I started being in a relationship, the current relationship I'm in. And it was kind of like this weird feeling where I was like, oh, wait, like everything is actually going well. Like, wait, we actually both like everything's fine, you know, and I've always written these songs about these relationships that you have this impending doom of what was going to happen or they're always knowing there was an end and all this kind of stuff. And this was like one time where I was like, 
this actually feels like really like this is what it's supposed to feel like. And like, this is like mutual respect and understanding and all these like wonderful feelings that I hadn't really experienced before in previous relationships. And so, yeah, that song I wrote with a couple of my friends and we had just so much fun writing it and it felt very different having like this positive energy and this really fun energy. And it was just like a, a blast to write and it was just really fun. When you're writing from personal experience, especially when it's mm-hmm. about somebody else, do you tell that person the song is about them or do you make them guess? <laughs> that is a great question. Um, yes and no. There are a lot of songs of mine I have that I'm guessing the person knows that they're about them. I have not personally told them, but there are some where I've been like in my current relationship. I was like, it's since it's a nice song and it's not my usual kind of dragging somebody. I let him know that it was about him. And there are a lot of songs that I would, I don't know if I want the person to know. (laughs) How about songs that are too personal to share? Do you have any of those? Definitely. I mean, I definitely only write from personal experience. It's really hard for me to kind of write anything other than that because it doesn't really feel very honest to me if I'm trying to create a story that doesn't exist in my own life. And I can do it for other people and I love writing for other people. But when it comes to my stuff, I want to be able to like tell my story and there's definitely songs of mine that are so specific to certain situations and certain people that any conversation about who it's about and people asking anything like that i always avoid (laughs) so i want to talk about uh, a while back in the interview you were talking about performing live and i'm curious to know when you're performing a, a brand new song in public for the very first time what's going through your head Honestly, I I get so excited for that stuff because that moment is really what defines for me if the song is good or not. And I can love a song, but if it doesn't translate well live, it kind of takes away the love a little bit. And my favorite songs are the ones that are fun live and that people respond to. And so in those moments, I mean, I'm definitely like anxious because I want it to go over well, but I also... I'm definitely like nervous about it. And I want it to be as good as I hope it will be. But I also am just so excited. I mean, I love just sharing new art and new songs. And it feels like Christmas. It feels like opening a present and you get to like open all these presents with people and be around people and share this moment. And this it's it's like a first. It's first for everybody at the same time. And it's really exciting. That's so cool. Let's do some more of your music. What are we listening to next? Blame it on my ex. And I'm really excited about this song. This is the track that introduced you to me several years ago. No uh, way. <laughs> from uh, Matt Reed over at Mix. So uh, let's hear it. Charlotte Sands, 95.9 WATD. I have a tendency of losing sleep and thinking too much. So ashamed of things I say when I get drunk. I'm sorry it's so hard for me to trust you. Add it to the list, I got some issues I'm just scared that you don't care I'm thinking too much So I say I need space and I freak out When you're giving me space and you're not around I know I should change, I don't know how I wish that I could blame it on my
All my insecurities are bad excuses Scared to be alone, but then I do this Hate that I'm the reason why it never works out Blame it on my ex, Charlotte Sands, on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. Talk about that song. That That's the very first song I heard from you, and it's one of those songs that I must have played about five times in a row when I first got it in my inbox. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you like that. That's so funny. That's one of those songs that feels like I released it like so long ago, just because COVID and everything feels like an eternity, and it feels like I released it years and years and years ago. But no, I've always loved that song. I mean... It was kind of like the a first fo- positive song I wrote about like my ex in like this weird twisted way of being like I'm the one who causes all the problems and it's maybe it's not you and maybe you're like the good guy and maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was kind of thing and so it was like kind of a a, a fun perspective for me to write about because I definitely have songs where I write from the perspective of like the person who was hurt or the and then writing the song from the perspective of like, maybe that's not the true story. And maybe that's just one side was, was really fun and like a really fun experiment. And it's how I felt at the time. So I felt really excited that we were able to get that out exactly how I felt it. And it was like a very honest songs and lyrics for me. So cool. I've worked with tons of musicians uh, from all across New England. And one theme that I've noticed with especially new musicians is some struggle with thinking that nobody is listening and that could be amplified by anxiety, depression, even just writer's block. How do you motivate yourself when, when that happens to you and how do you build your confidence? That's a great question. I mean, I think that I kind of have let go of the hope that anybody cares. And I know that's really weird. I want people to care, obviously, but I definitely have gotten to a point over the last few years. And I think because of COVID, I think that was a really big thing that kind of pushed me into this direction of kind of like, well, this is the only thing that really makes me happy. And like writing music, whether or not people are going to hear it, is really the only thing that makes me feel kind of sane or like level headed. It's like journaling. It's going to see a therapist. It's, It's something that grounds me and it's kind of like a meditative for me at this point. And so... I just enjoy the process so much that at this point, it's 
people listening to it is a plus and that's like something that is wonderful and I'm so grateful for it. But when it comes down to it, if nobody was listening, I, I would still be writing these songs and I would still be putting them out and I would still be having so much fun and I would be performing them at a coffee shop if I could. And I just think I've realized that no matter what happens, I'm not going to stop making music because it, it's like the only thing that is truly reflective of who I am as a person, as like a whole person and my entire identity. And yeah, I couldn't stop doing that if I tried. <laughs> what advice do you have for aspiring musicians, maybe a, a female singer songwriter yeah. who's trying to get her original music heard? I mean, my advice would be First of all, just keep going. As simple as that sounds, most of the things that have happened to me in my life have happened right after the point where I almost gave up and right after the point where I was like, you know what, this isn't for me, or maybe I should just be a songwriter and I shouldn't perform these songs, or maybe I should just do this. And then two days later, I would have somebody reaching out and being like, can you still play a show? Because we need somebody to fill this spot. And it always happened like that. It was like the more pressure you feel, it's the closer you are to the next opportunity. And so I think just keep going and just keep doing it. And also playing out as much as you can and just consistently releasing content and making like people eat up so much information now and so much content on social media. It's such like a crazy time to be an artist because you have to make so much content for people to stay interested in you. And it's very overwhelming, but it is an easy way to build fans and just put videos out on every platform and kind of just do all of it and just do as much as you can and just have really no ego about it. I think that that's really important. Just all the things that I didn't want to do and make TikToks or whatever, all the things that I was like, no way am I going to get into this are the majority of the things that actually ended up me meeting so many people who listen to my music now and having this community now where I can play a show and they'll show up because of these videos I made that they connected to. So I think that it's really important to not have an ego and to take as many opportunities as you can, do as many things as you possibly can. And most importantly, surround yourself with good people that actually care about you and your health and your state of mind and have the same goals and aspirations as you. Fantastic advice. That's Charlotte Sands, our guest tonight on the WATD Tiny Stage. We have one more song left. Do you want to do that after the break? Sure, that's perfect. All right. 95.9 WATD, stick around. And now, back to Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. For the final time this evening, welcome back to the Tiny Stage Hour, 95.9 WATD, introducing you to local musicians from across New England. I'm John Shea. Tonight on the Tiny Stage, we have Charlotte Sands. How you doing? I'm so good. Thank you. My pleasure. So one final time, give us an introduction as to who you are. My name is Charlotte Sands. I am a singer, songwriter, pop artist from Massachusetts. I live in Nashville right now, and we're playing some songs of mine for you. It's been so fun. <laughs> it's been great. And I, and I love your talking. Just your, your stories and your advice is amazing. Thank you so much. Give us one last push for your social media pages and your website. For sure. All my social media is at Charlotte Sands. Pretty simple. And then my website is www.charlottesands.com. All Charlotte Sands. It's very specific. <laughs> and the EP that came out last month. My EP is called Love and Other Lies. It has a bunch of songs of mine about my previous relationships, current relationships, all the drama, and just some songs I really love that I hope you all enjoy. And just announced recently, you are one of the headlining acts of Boston Calling this year. Yes, I am so excited, especially to be playing a festival that's so legendary in 
my home state and in Boston. Nonetheless, I am honored and I'm so excited to be playing that. So if you are around, you should definitely come. It's going to be a blast. Awesome. Before we get to our final song, any final words you want to share with us? Just thank you so much for letting me be here. It is the coolest thing ever for me to like come back to a Boston radio station. And it's so crazy. This is like my first time really talking to people from my home state on the radio. So it's been really wonderful and just a really wonderful experience. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. But closing up with the song Bad Day, talk about how this one happened. Yeah, Bad Day is kind of this song I wrote kind of about normalizing your emotions and like how you feel. And I think so often in our society, we are all told to get over things really quickly and be like, oh, cheer up, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And I think during the pandemic and everything, a lot of people were pushing this positivity, which I think is wonderful and important. But at the same time, I think it's just equally as important to kind of sit in your emotions and sit in sadness if you have it. And I think the only way for me to really get over negative emotions is to kind of go through them and not over them. And so this is this song is kind of about just having a bad day and fully just letting that wave take you and then getting through it and yeah i hope you like it great thank you so much charlotte we'll talk to you soon and best of luck at boston calling thank you so much thank you i think i'm dying my head is stuck i woke up crying this sucks the world is ending it's all for what at least i'm trending parents always yelling telling us to get our act together treat us like our feelings are fake Super sad, not okay I'm never getting